Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Before you get started, I'll just I'll just say this real quick. That that intro you did at Sam's wedding. Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. The planet of good vibes. The planet. It's time! All right, all right, all right. I love humanity. I think it's great. It's all good, man. I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The Ham Planet Podcast. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are traveling through the galaxy of good vibes and we are fired up blasting off in five four three two and one top of the morning folks good afternoon and good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to the ham planet podcast i'm your host peter ham and if you are new to the podcast we are fired up tonight coming in as the featured guest we have a legend we have a beauty he knows his way around the tennis racket he knows his way around the golf club he is someone who is a true definition of furda is a marketing innovator he is a class act. He proudly represents good old Mansfield, Texas, the field of men. Mr. Andrew Koritic. Let's give it up for him, ladies and gents. We are fired up, Andy. How you doing, brother? Let me first off say, fired up. Let's go. Fired up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it, Peter. Senor. Senor. Brother, great to be here. Um, you know. I knew this day was coming one day and uh, honored to be here, fired up. Uh, just great to see you, Pete. Brother, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You've been a best friend for over a decade now, which I feel like when you're able to say like a, someone's been a friend for a decade, it's like it's got some, it's, it's got, got, it's some, got weight some weight to it. It's got some weight. You're yeah. not just saying – yeah. Hey, you it's know, like I know meet this, this meet this friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're talking decade. I mean, we're talking that, I mean, might, over that, might, a just, that might just say how old we are, Pete. Like, we're not that young. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we're definitely we're definitely not young and dumb, but we're definitely prime. Primed. We're primed. primed. Let's get a toast. Let's get a toast. Let's get a toast. Let's, Let's get, get a, a round of applause from the audience. Let's go. Hire me the Fark up, buddy. Do you ever do one of those? G- give it a go in the mic. 
Let me get a sip first. That just feels good. I mean, you know, like everyone probably has some of those like noises they like to make. Yes. You know, like like if I'm moving around, I'm like, ah, ah. I'm like, ah. Get up real quick. Yeah. But, you know, I was just like, like I'm always in pain, kind of, but I'm still, you know, sending through the pain. Andrew, that's uh, that's one of your top character traits as a friend is your durability and your commitment to putting your body on the line potentially while injured. And um, brother, it's been a legendary display, needless to say. But to rewind the clocks and to give give the ladies and gents out there a little bit of preface. Andrew, good old Andrew Karinick, the legend, the beauty from the heart of Mansfield, Texas, in the house. Shout out Mansfield. Let's shout go. Out, shout out Mansfield. Let's go. Um, Andrewski played some tennis. Andrewski, I know tennis isn't what you're doing. It, you didn't play tennis today, I'm guessing. No, no chance. But, um, brother, what about tennis made you get fired up about it? Because you did play at UT and LSU, two of the biggest programs in the, I mean, the world. Brother, I, uh, well, I'll kind of re- rewind the clock a little bit for you. Please, brother. So, um Started playing tennis at a young, young age, very young. You know, one of uh, how I'm, young I was uh, four years old when I first started. Damn, brother, that is young. Yeah, very young. That's how uh, old. I, that's how old the Hattie is. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Imagine just getting her out there on the courts, and then like, you know, like you're, training, you're not, like you're not starting her. like like I won't say like I started at four like playing a lot. You know, like summer tennis camps, just like hitting against the wall side of my house yeah just like little things here and there and then uh like one of the reasons the probably the whole reason i picked up tennis purely was because i had three older siblings they all uh played tennis and i hated going to those tennis tournaments and watching them play man sitting there and like just being so bored it's long yeah you're like all right like i'm three years old i'm ready to go send i'm ready to go eat rice krispies yeah yeah, you're 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 not focused. One of the things about tennis, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but when I watch a tennis match, I think there's like multiple matches inside of one, which kind of there is. There is. There is. But there it's is. like confusing if you don't know what you're watching. But anyways, brother. No, no, no. All good. I'll I'll probably get to that at some point. But uh yeah, just got into it. Um started like getting some pretty good coaching and different things. And uh, probably started like knowing I was pretty good around like nine and ten years old. By how, then, how fast were you able to smack a tennis ball at top velocities in the prime? In the prime, I was yeah. probably one twenty-five, one thirty on good serves. If I could, if I could get it right, that um, could kill a human if hit in the face, right? No, no, not with a tennis ball because it's pretty soft. But yeah, just. Black eye, 
I, I actually, I've gotten a black eye before out there on the tennis court, believe it or not. Um, happened twice, which is pretty unfortunate. Most people never happen to, but uh, imagine a guy serving one like 120 at you, 110, and yep, you're, re- you're returning it, you know, like a tennis racket. It's got like the strings in the middle and stuff, but yep. mine, I, uh, it had some nasty spin on it, kind of bounced up into me and hit off the top of my racket and off my racket right into my eye so you can imagine like a 110 coming in redirect yep. like puck right in your eye sheesh swole i had to get it tape o- taped open one match i was in college at lsu you still wanted to battle oh yeah i had to battle so they just taped my eye open sent me back out there i love it yeah you gotta i mean do. i'm not i'm not surprised i'm not, i gotta say i'm not surprised <laughs> i feel i feel like that you were probably like, that's all you got, damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say, now, if you took one of the kahunas out there, and I have done that once, I, I did have to retire. Oh, you can't be taking kahunas. No, no. That's, that's, just, um, that's against protocol. Yeah. That's not for the, that's not good times. And Has anyone ever times. lost a nut in tennis? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. I'm sure it's happened in the world, you know, because it's crazy out there. It is crazy out there. I mean, sure, we're hopping into this topic from the jump, but, you know, no one's not lost and not doing anything. In other other (laughs) terminology, meaning no one has... What Peter, I'm so let's, let's take like, it back here. Let's yeah, take let's, it back. Let's, let's take it back. Let's, so sorry about that. I think your initial question, which I never even answered, I don't think, was yeah. you know what interested me about tennis, what like got me into it, yes. and um, honestly, just the uh, fast paceness of it, that that feeling of winning, um, yep. that actually like you're kind of re- accountable for your own um, outcomes, your like, own destiny. Yeah, you don't. You're not relying on anyone else out there. You never have a down second. You're always just going. That's like fast paced, but it, then it becomes really tough because you get old, you get a little fat, and uh, running around's a little hard out there. Well, it is. It is. I mean, age affects everyone. No doubt about that, brother. So the approach is going to be while I'm. Thrive, a young, thriving, physically able man is to create as much long-form content as possible. And the great thing about long-form content is once it's long, you have millions of opportunities for the short-form content, which is necessary and needed nowadays due to ADHD and just, you know, brother, you know, it would be sick. Just, just an yeah. idea, just an idea here. No, I need ideas. We, we love ideas on this show. So we're a big idea show. I'm just talking out loud here, but talk out loud, brother. What if you added like a sub YouTube channel or like sub kind of series to your podcast? A clip and, channel. Yeah. A clip channel. And it's I all have, about all the, one. all the tech you do, like all your tech setup stuff, like oh, how to yeah. stuff. Cause you've done so much of like all your stuff yourself. What if you like, started like, like being like here, how's you hear how you hook up four monitors, just showing it. 
Yeah. Long form. Yes. See, like that, that's something that would be very valuable too. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of shit. Yeah. I do want to do that too. Podcast wise. That's the approach, but you know, just, 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 we're just talking out loud here. The tech thing is huge because like I spent thousands of dollars trying to figure shit out sometimes. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you messed up a whole bunch of times too. Yeah, me- messed up more times than I count. Yeah, but like once you figure it out, you're probably like even just like that little thing, plugging those lights in like that. Like, it's <laughs> not. I mean, you got to buy the right stuff, All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent. You're sending. I mean, you're just sending probably 24 hours a day, if not more. <laughs> Brother, it's 25 hours per day. Yeah. I mean, to be mathematically correct here. 25-8 for to send. 25-8 for to send. Drewski, so one thing I wanted to ask is what is one of your earliest memories of us hanging out? Which I know we've got a lot. And Brother, I think um, I, I can probably tell you right off the bat. And you tell me if you're thinking the same one or you got a different one. Okay. But I definitely remember um, playing some basketball at uh, your, your mom's house over there, you know, uh, over in, in old, uh, Walnut, Walnut Creek neighborhood. Yep. Yep. Not too Andrews. far. Yeah. Not too far from Hunter, not too far from Sam and uh, or Shane. You guys were all in that kind of zone. We're all. And, uh, yeah. yeah. We we're just all over there hooping. We had a uh, Hunter's friend there. You remember tall guy? I'm trying to think. Oh, the guy from Culver, super tall basketball player. Oh, Hunter's friend. Your friend. My, he's, he's, he's like my brother. Yeah, your brother's there. Sheer. Sheer. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. That's like one of my earliest memories. Damn. Those are good memories. What, what's yours? Were you thinking the same one? That was brother, definitely. Why don't we get the podcast fixed? The, the mic fixed. Oh, well, I just like, I just like tweeting on it. It's like a little like nervous tick, kind of like this thing. Yeah. I mean, you just like boom all day. I've got a fidget spinner too. Needed. 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 They help. But, um, Andrew, my earliest memory was without a doubt at Mansfield hooping at good old Sandy's. Yeah. And um, I remember smoking cigars out on the Walnut Creek 50 box with uh, you and the squad and, you know, celebratory, no harm, no foul. Yeah. Just a couple of stogies. Why not? Just a couple of stogies. I mean, it's a rite of passage. And um, those are great memories, brother. Brother. Went by quick. And then, uh, you know, here we are. Look at this. More than a decade later, I think we talked about that earlier. A decade. It, it, it kind of feels cool, but it's kind of like, oh, shit, I'm old. Yeah, when, we, when you say a decade. Uh, like a, I'm coming up on three decades of life here on the planet Earth. Three Brother, decades. Congratulations. Not, I mean, I'm not super close. No, he's not. So, he's, I mean, I mean I you're, you're halfway there. I got there a couple of years. Couple. I got a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't be selling yourself short. Drewski, <laughs> come on. I'm not old. Just, just prime, primed, 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 ready to conquer 
That's Mr. Andrew Karinik. Andrew, brother, what do you do for work? I I know what you do. I love what you do, but let let's get a let's get a synopsis. Brother, um, I basically do. It's, it's it's a very niche market. It's it's a essentially HR communication consulting. Um, An essential. Yeah, need we got we got to communicate in our to our modern world from uh, important messages out to large populations of people, and so we got to use the different channels available to us. And I um, I do a lot of marketing and sales and respond to like different RFPs, work on a lot of proposals and statements of work and. Not 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 necessarily exciting all the time, but then I also do get to do a lot of like creative brainstorming and things like that about different digital solutions that we're going to implement. So, you know, it's kind of a it's solid. I mean, definitely something that makes the day go by fast. A lot of variety on a daily basis. Probably brain is just switching gears all the time. Always rolling. I feel like having the brain switch gears is a workout essentially for your brain. And it's what you need and it's what you want to continue to grow and expand your portfolio of knowledge is continually, you know, Oh yeah. Implementing oh, that yeah. shock. You got to like, I mean, you know, it just like that, um, that hunger to always learn something new to try to like think, rethink it. Even if you've done it like 50 times before, like what's unique about this situation like what factors do we need to take in all this type of stuff. And then you try to take what you've done previously, learn on that. And then you just go forward with like more knowledge, more experience. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Ex experiencing something is hands down the best way to learn it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it takes definitely a lot of discipline though. You gotta, you just gotta not be complacent. Always moving forward. Always moving forward. Always sending forward. Always sending forward. Andrew, speaking of sending, you and I have had our fair share of sending together. And as in sending, I mean experiencing fantastic moments. As sending, I mean completing hundreds and hundreds of push-ups. As sending, I mean standing when you cannot stand any longer. When I mean sending, I mean doing it for the boys. For, for that. That was fur to fully sent. That was beautiful. That was that was fucking sent. Fucking amazing. Senor. So Pete. Yes, Senor. I, I I was just sitting here thinking, you know, we always have that interesting backstory about how we became friends. You know. We do. Yeah. Not that it's that interesting, really, because you're just good friends with, or you're cousins with my good friend. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we were friends first. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. But yes, ladies and gents, what's good? It is commercial break. Peter here, here to tell you that we 
are scooting and booting right along in the episode. So with that being said, we're back to the show. So a new TV show I've been watching a lot of is Alone. Um, are, Are you familiar with it? I've heard of it. Isn't it about being like naked, butt ass naked alone in the wild? Close. You're close, but no, no. Um, so essentially they drop 10 people in one of the, like the most remote places on earth. Um, so like they take them to the Arctic, they took them to, uh, Mongolia, Patagonia, all these like crazy places. Like Arctic is insane. The season seven's on Netflix right now, but they drop 10 people into the like the wild... Arctic. Yeah. Yeah. The Arctic. People they... aren't supposed to be in the Arctic. No, no, no. No, they're like thousands of miles away from people sometimes. So they drop like 10 people in there. They get to take 10 items from a select list to survive with them. So you take, you know, like a tarp, you take a, a gill net, you take like a sure. a knife, you take a bow and arrow. You can't take guns, but like. Right. You take, you know, you got, you got the basic stuff. You got parkas, you got. Do you have like boots. a limit of five items you can bring? 10 items. 10. Yeah, yeah. You can only, and you have to choose from the list they provide. Okay. So you get 10 items and then they just drop you off there and pretty much you, you don't have a food source. You have no food. Um, so you got to start hunting. Okay. And then you got to start. Do you have some weaponry? Yeah, you got a bone arrow, remember? Bone arrow, knife. You probably got like a saw or an axe. Okay. And you, so you like, you go, you met, you can maybe I could take, work with an axe. You can maybe take fishing I could line. Hit a, I could hit a bear with an axe. And you, maybe take, you maybe take fishing line. They give you like 25 hooks, depending on the episode or season. And you just start fishing. Um, so people start fishing. They put in gill nets in the water. They set like snare traps. They catch like bunnies. They'll shoot squirrels with bow and arrows. Are the people they have on the show like experienced wilderness? Men? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super. They're like like you got survivalists you in the to, wilderness. Oh, shit. Okay. Like yeah, you yeah. have to apply. Yeah. You go to training camp before you go out yeah. there. Bonkers. Bonkers. This one dude. This is the type you, of show like, we America needs. If you're like um not not that I'm gonna spoil a season here, but I probably will. But that's okay. Bro. You know, one of the later seasons on Netflix, this dude, it's a hundred day challenge. If you make it a hundred days, days in the wild. Yeah, hundred days in the wild. Shit. He just crushed it in the Arctic, negative 30 degrees out there. He was Gucci. He was Gucci. He built a uh he found this like cave. And built a rock house. Got some big old pieces of lumber. Insane. I mean, what he, a, what he a, killed a, a musk ox, a musk ox, with a buoy knife. I'm pretty sure in the episode. I love to hear it. <laughs> See, this is the type of shows we need to be able to encourage people to have those. You know, we're just getting out there in the nature. They they like you know become one with nature. They're they all lose like a ton of weight. They all, you know, because they're hunting and fishing. That's the only way they eat. And they only eat, like, protein and, like, maybe some berries or mushrooms they picked off, you know, trees and stuff. Yeah, sure. Whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, you're eating. You're eating. I mean, you might be eating polar bear burger if you have a good night. Rockhouse Rock House guy even made a pipe. He was smoking out there. What was he smoking? Yeah, he was sending on the, on the pipe. What was he? How, did he... Did he, was he smoking snowballs? I don't know what he was smoking. He's smoking some of the leaves or something he found. 
just chilling. Yeah, he made like built himself a chair. He'd go out there and just like smoke a little bit, come back, eat some muskox in some in some Antarctic weather, and then just sleep eighteen hours a day. Good for him. You know, you love to see it. N- ex Navy SEAL or something. You know, ex Navy SEALs are the ones who could probably conquer that task easily. Animal. Just a, but the, you, what, how long do you think you're making it if you go out there, Pete? To Antarctica or what's my destination? Yeah, Arctic. They drop you off in October or so. <sighs> give me give me 35 days and I'm dust. 35 days. I, I say max for me, seven days. Seven? Seven days. Senor, you couldn't go kill? Senor, I think I would definitely go fishing route. I would find food sources number one priority. But I don't honestly, you know, building a sustainable fort, pretty challenging, I think. What would be the first thing you'd do? Is fort or no, fish? No. Food source right away. Food source, hundred percent. And build a fort near the food. Just put up something, put up something bare minimum. Just get a get your tarp, set it up, just like a camping tent. By set the that river. up. Yeah, set, no, I mean, you find a good spot, maybe by the river, probably not, because a lot of animals come by there. So you want to be a little bit safe, I would think. You can get murdered and mauled and eaten by an orca or they got wolf, pa- uh, wolf packs wolf out there. Or a polar yeah. bear. Yeah. At so, any moment out there. Yeah. So I'm setting my I'm just doing a quick impromptu shelter, getting food. As soon as I get food, food first. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I get food. I am then going to work on my shelter. I'm trying to build up a good food source for like first seven days when I don't have to worry about like calories and stuff because people lose 30, 40, 50 pounds out there. So I feel like it would play to your advantage to have a caloric um, excess. You want to definitely go a little heavy. Yeah. Like one guy said he gained 70 pounds for the show. Just eating McDoubles and McChickens. And- Gosh, I would crush at McDonald's right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quick Uber Eats order, <laughs> and we'll see you after the commercial break. Sandio. Cheers. Until I get my food, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> just always looking for that bite-sized chunk of, like, you know, just a little app. Little tease action. Well, I'll give a financial man hack to all of our brothers out there. If you order Uber Eats priority, the Uber Eats driver who accepts the invite to go pick up the order is required to go pick it up and immediately return it to the destination, or else it is not labeled as a priority order, which means you can get a refund if not delivered in such a manner. So, if you do no tip to start with your priority order and ensure that you wait until you get your food to provide a tip, you can give a true, accurate gauge of payment based upon the service you receive. Well, like, so you normally do priority order when you're doing Uber? Yes. Always, like, you pay the extra $1.49 or whatever it is? I'll pay the $1.49 and then the tip will come following execution i always like to like just put a toss a tip on there when i'm purchasing because 
Number one, I probably will forget to go back. Number two, just in case that guy's like kind of like screwed up and like wants to like do something with your food, at least he like sees you're giving him a tip. You know, reduces those odds. You don't want them jerking off on your taco. No, I do not. So I do that pre-tip. I understand. So I agree. I mean, that's a good approach. I... What was I? What was the the thought of me in high school, Senor? Senor, I loved you from the get go. No, but like I wasn't around that much, you know, Senor. Well, Senor, the the times we had together were always good times. And the thing I always loved about you and that you and I saw eye to eye on is that we were optimists. We were men who always would seek the positive in any situation and bring the energy on top of that. And like, you know, brother, I know what you're talking about because that's, that's one of the things that I learned from tennis, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you're out there. You're battling. You're you're just it's just you out there. And um, if you're not positive, you're going to be negative. And why would you be? Why would you choose negativity? Why choose negativity when you can choose positivity? And in an individual sport, I feel like it's such an essential trait to be able to hone in your individual emotions. Oh yeah, I mean, you. I used to tell myself the worst things out there. What would Andrew Kerenic say to himself while playing tennis? What were some phrases that were flying through the mind? You suck ass. I can't believe you're fucking losing to this guy. This guy is a fucking loser fucking shithead. You motherfucker. You better not lose to this motherfucker. Can't believe you're just playing. ripping into can't, yourself. Can't believe I'm playing this bad. Just like railing, going insane, going insane, just going insane. Yeah. I'd have verbal conversations out loud sometimes as well, so everyone else could hear as well how bad I was. I could see that, but then I'd, but then I started turning the corner where I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, you missed that shot, you're still fucking way better than this guy. Bounce back. Then you're like, all right, you're gonna hit a great shot, you're gonna fucking succeed. You, you know what? It's a huge moment. You're gonna succeed. If he's feeling just as nervous as you are. Drewski, what was your biggest moment when it came down to collegiate tennis? What was your biggest match? The one that is just drilled into the memory that you'll never forget. Is there one? You know, I would say that um, probably one that, is like in you know ingrained into my memory. I will say that in college tennis, most of them they weren't things that I did. Okay, they were things that I was. Team? I think as I was a part of as a team that uh, yeah, most memorable. I will say the we were we were playing this match against South Carolina. This is my first year at LSU, and we it's like a spring match Baton Rouge so hot out there and um, stinging stinging and they get these afternoon showers it comes in and it pours rain pours but it only rains for like 30 minutes and the sun boom right back out just a little pop-up shower yep just steam it up a little bit more just in case we weren't fucking steamy enough I understand so we actually we actually flip-flop doubles and singles normally you play Singles first, and then you play doubles. Or no, no, you play doubles, then you play singles. It normally comes down to singles in college tennis matches. Okay. And 
we flopped the order for this match. So we played singles first and then we played doubles just if, if needed. It basically shortens the match because you can, you can get, as soon as you get four matches or four points in college tennis, you win. So it would have to go three, three for the doubles to actually have to happen. You'd have to split three matches. You win three matches. You lose. And I went out there. I think I was playing kind of middle lineup three or four at this point. Yep. And I'm playing this lefty guy. He's pretty solid. And I think he must've had the flu or something. And, and then the heat was cranked up that out there, cranked, just sweating tanks. You know, it's, it's, it's probably real for the one ten on the tennis court out there. And I think he had the flu and I, he's like, was puking before he came out there to play me. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. He's, he's not feeling well at all. But then I was like, well, you know, you still got to take care of business, you know, just because he's he might that could throw you off, you know. If you yeah, get, if you're puking if you before get, a, a no, war. but if you get too focused on him, that he's like at a disadvantage and stuff, you might. It was a highlight. You might take you it might, easy. You might you take might. it easy. Let your guard down. Get a little bit nervous. You still got to execute. So yeah, I, it could I won be the, a strategic I, puke. I won the first set, and then uh, he ended up withdrawing. He was too sick. Couldn't continue. So I got I got a point for us right out of the gates. Get that one zero lead for the team, which is huge. Yeah, and then uh, how many points do you need to win the tourney? Right, you need, six. You need four four points as a team. Four. There's seven possible points at play, so you got the closest is four to three. That's like come down to the wire. So Copy. we um, the you know, number of matches go on. At this point, actually, our team was terrible. We were like oh and eight on the year in the SEC. Not not a good year. Oh and seven maybe. And uh, it's actually 25 year anniversary of the team making the final four, the tennis team. So, so it's the all's year to put on. So a lot of old guys were back, and there was that anniversary weekend was that weekend. Okay. A lot of guys from the 1987, 1987 or 84 team was there, whatever year it was. Yeah, the legends. The yeah, the legends were there. So we in, ended up like um, going to actually 3 3. We, we split the singles matches. We have to go to doubles to decide who's going to win. And you put them up 1-0. Yeah, I put us up 1-0, but, you know, this is one part of it. We end up going 3-3. And uh, after that, then we came back in. We went out and played doubles. And I was playing doubles with a guy. And there's another – there's obviously two other matches going on. And I think – I want to say that uh, I, I I won doubles with Vores and uh, – and then it came down to Tam and Eric Perez. I think they were playing together on number one court and they were like playing a really good team, top 20 team in the country or something. And somehow they found a way to win. And then like all the old guys came into the locker room after we won the match and just got lit and got lit and started celebrating and I just saying how fired up they were. Like just I we were going hype. like one, two, three tigers with the old guys in there. Yep. Just fired up, fired up. Like for those old guys, that's that's like their dream come true, you know. Yeah, and they it was just want it was to against... see the program that they've given all their millions to to succeed. Oh, they just want guys out there fighting. You yeah, know, they want to see guys heart. fighting. Like we were, we I mean, like like I was saying, we hadn't won a match all year. Like we could have just been like, you know, we don't really care. This team is ranked twenty in the country. We're gonna go out there and lose. We just came in so much passion, belief, fire, fire. Fire just overcame fire everywhere. We just, they were probably better team than us, but we just had so much fire. We won. That's one of my favorite memories for sure. That's huge. 
That's huge. And I bet, I bet the alumni. Oh, the alumni being there was awesome. That's like, I gotta, I gotta do that more is get back for oh, some yeah. matches and stuff. I mean, I don't play tennis at all anymore. Kind of like tapped out on it. Ladies and gents, what's good? It is commercial break. Peter here, here to tell you that we are scooting and booting right along in the episode. So with that being said, we're back to the show. Uh, there we go. And Bob Inger. And Bob Inger. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Comment if you understand that reference. <laughs> Drew, do you understand that reference? No, I do not. SpongeBob. Samuel. Samuel. Senor Drewski said he was ready, and we are, in fact, ready for the Hand Planet podcast. Would you rather? First question of the night, Brother Andrew Karenik. Would you rather have no taste or be colorblind? Colorblind. 100%. I'm going colorblind. Yeah. Yep. 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 Easy. Yep. Yep. Brother Drewski, would you rather let your next question, Brother Andrew, would you rather always feel the urge to pee or never know when you have to pee? And always wear a diaper in parentheses. It's a tough question. I think I'd have to, uh, you know, wear the diapers, you know. You'd be a diaper guy. Yeah, I think it'd have to be. You can't walk around living, sending. You know what I'm feeling like you have to pee all the time, you know? Tell me if I'm crazy. But, I mean, a diaper? I mean, shit, that's pretty efficient. It's efficient. I mean... You gotta have someone there to clean clean up the shit. You're, you're, un, you're uncomfortable, but you're not. You you're probably not get used to it. You could probably get high quality diapers. Oh, nowadays they have like micro blend titanium fiber. Oh yeah, you're good. You're good. Your, like silk on, yeah, the, on the silk. sides. You're good. Silk on the sides, polyester down the crotch, <laughs> the whole nine yards. You're it's good. A, you're it's golden. insane what you're Chinese you're manufacturing golden. can do nowadays. Brother Drewski, question number three of the <clears throat> Ham Planet podcast. Would you rather? Brother, are you ready? I'm ready. Brother, would you rather lose all of your teeth or lose a day of your life every time you kiss someone? Wow. Tough questions. Tough questions. We ask the tough ones here on the Hand Planet podcast. We keep it tough. Tough guys doing tough things. Brother, I'd have to probably lose my teeth, senor. Oh, senor, big kisser, senor. <laughs> senor. Oh, ho, ho, the romantic Drewski. Wee, wee, wee. I cook you Brother, Italian I get, I get some veneers in the teeth and uh, lose them and replace them. Shout out, Sandy. Shout out, Sandy. We're good. We're golden. Yeah, we're better than we were before we lost the teeth. 817-477-4441. Get 
the smile you always dreamed of. See, brother, that's just like taking the would you rather and kind of turning it into a win-win situation. We're always trying to win here. If you ain't we trying like to, to win, win. We like you got to win. start winning. Andrew Karenik, my brother, are you ready for question number five What's that? of the Hand Planet podcast, Would You Rathers? Is it number four or five? Number four. We'll call it number four. I'm ready. Brother, would you rather give up cursing forever or give up 10 years of ice cream? Brother, I'd much rather give up cursing. Easy. I feel like that's easy. That's easy. I mean, barely do it anyways, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. I mean, we're good guys here. Yeah, we're good guys. I mean, troll. Yeah. I will say, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm a good guy, but I would choose the ice cream. <laughs> because I know if I don't eat ice cream, I'll stay leaner. You say you'd rather give up ice cream just for various other practical reasons. For practical, um, for practical emphasis as an entertainer. I'd say I'd say that's why I'd keep it around. I'd say that that'd be the conclusion. Senor. Senor. Senor, last question. Best question, senor. All right, last question, senor. Are you fired up? Fired up, senor. Absolutely fired up. Senor. How fired up are you? Senor, fired up to the max. Fired up, Hundo P. Fired up, ready to send it with the big. Great episode. Senor, great episode, and we shall end. With a great question, Senor, would you rather turn pink every time someone said hello or get really pissed off and angry every time one, every time someone said bless you? Brother, I'd rather turn pink, I think, Senor. I'm not, I don't need to be angry towards people. No reason to be angry, right? But you said, would you rather? Yeah, I say bless you. You're going to get angry. I'm going pink, too. Yeah, pink. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm an alpha, but I'm going pink. Yeah. I mean, you're just how long. You you're don't specify how well. long, but. The question implies it's a temporary pink. Yeah, but temp- temporary. Anything outside of the questions up for interpretation, huh? I mean, uh, that's uh, that's the way she goes. <clears throat> All right, Peter. Senor. Could I get a good cheers of Ruski? I'm out of beers, but it's okay. Well, it's okay. They don't know that. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> a refreshing night. A fantastic night. In the night that I will always cherish. He's in the books, ladies and gents. We're fired up. Drewski. What an honor, my brother. Thanks for having me, Peter.
honor. Always a pleasure. Every time I get together times. with Andrew Karinic, vibes. I will tell you what, it is good vibes galore. And we are always keeping the good vibes at all-time highs. Ladies and gents, if you're sticking around, I got to say, much love. And we hope that you had half as much fun as me and Andrew had tonight because we had a ball. Great time. We had a phenomenal time. We had a phenomenal time. We had good times, good vibes. And, um, you know, one message I feel like Andrew and I would like to send to you is that when it boils down to it, ladies and gents, your true value, your true economic worth, your true worth in this world is the amount of special moments you have with the people that you love and care for. And my guy, Andrew, he's been one of those for a decade. And, um, it's been an absolute honor to have him as a guest tonight. Um, ladies and gents, of course, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, make sure to share the shit out of it. Share it with your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, your mom, your brother, your sister, your cat, your dog, and we'll say it again since y'all liked it. The frog. Um, what an honor. And I just love being with this guy because he's one of those people that just breathes good energy into my life. And we hope we were able to do the same for you tonight, ladies and gents. Remember that you can never overdose on the good vibes. We love you. We hope you have sweet dreams. And we shall see you soon. Remember to keep the good vibes at all time highs. Peace.